Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of The New Way. It is so fantastic to have you with me. The sun is shining, lockdown is over, (laughs) and it's been a really great week for me so far. I hope that you're feeling those springtime vibes too. Now, today's episode is going to be the last in this little series that I've been doing on productivity for change leaders, and I've been sharing these over the past month or so. And what I've been doing is sharing the exact strategies and techniques that I use to get shit done. So far, we've covered how I deal with overwhelm by using the 5D framework, how I manage my calendar using the time blocking method. And of course, last week, I talked about how important thinking time is for change communication leaders, wherever you are, no matter what kind of transformation program you're on, you probably need a little bit more structured thinking time (laughs) in your day. They're the kinds of things I've been talking about. I'm going to make sure that we link to each of those episodes in the show notes so that they're super easy for you to check out if you are joining me for the very first time in this episode. And if you are, hi, hi, it's great to meet you. I'm so thrilled that you're here. (laughs) Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Everything that I've talked about in this series, as well as the method that I'm going to share today, well... You know, it all comes down to intention, the techniques that I use to help me clarify and manage my workload at their core are all about helping me be as intentional as possible in my work time. This isn't just about being able to, you know, fit more in and do more, 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 more. That's not what it's about. For me, that focus on giving yourself the space and the tools to be intentional is what working smarter, not harder, is all about at the end of the day. The goal is to be as impactful as possible in the time that we have available to work, of course, isn't it? It's not about filling every single moment of the day with work. Carrying on that goal of creating space to be really intentional, today we're going to dive into the last piece of the puzzle, how I plan and prioritise my daily to-do list so that I always know what I need to work on first. And then once I'm done with that, what's the next thing that I need to work on after that? And then what's the thing I've got to do after that? And so on. (laughs) In terms of being effective at work, Day to day, as far as I'm concerned, being crystal clear on my priorities each day in a really practical and grounded way is the absolute holy grail. 
And of course, this is especially important for folks like you who are responsible for driving and delivering organizational change because, like you've probably heard me say before, of course, the way that you run your day is the way that you run the change program. Change managers and communication specialists often have a huge amount of responsibility on their shoulders and a massive scope of work that they need to manage and deliver week in, week out. You know, people in other industries do not understand the consistent pressure that comes with change and communication in these kinds of roles. And look, I know from personal experience that overwhelm and confusion can be a humongous roadblock to actually getting anything useful done on any given day. Can you relate? I bet that you can. And, you know, there's no shame in it. We've all had those days. For me, the key is catching myself on those days and knowing what to do to come back to clarity as quickly as I can. That's why having an easy, effective technique for prioritizing your to-do list is essential as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I am super excited to share the simple method that I use to do this with you now. Of course, there are a bunch of different work prioritization techniques and frameworks out there. The one that I use, well, look, it may or it may not be the right one for you, and that's okay. I think the main thing is for change leaders to have these types of strategies in their toolkit and knowing which one works for you. Well, of course, this is going to be incredibly useful, you know, for you to apply to your own workload. I have also incorporated these types of tools into strategic planning workshops with change teams and leadership groups from time to time as well. And so you might find this an interesting tool to have in your kit, even if this isn't the one that works ideally for you when you're working with your clients or you're on a client site and you're embedded as part of the team, this could be something that's really useful for you. Let's dive in and get to the goods. I use the ABCDE method to prioritize my to-do list. Have you heard of it? (laughs) Now, for the record, I did not invent this method. I discovered it years ago when I read a book called Eat That Frog. It was written by Brian Tracy. It's an easy, motivating read if you want to stop procrastinating. I'll make sure that we link it in the show notes for you so you can go check it out. It is a fairly short book. It's, you know, it's not a huge time commitment, so it's really easy. It's perfect if you've already got a whole lot of other stuff on your plate and you're looking for some tips. Anyway, I love the ABCDE method because it's easy enough to remember and apply quickly, and it's also comprehensive enough to be genuinely useful When your to-do list is heaving with so many things and there are a number of urgent priorities sitting with you today that you have got to progress today. I know that uh, feeling. I know the stress that change leaders and communication specialists, transformation experts with this stuff can be under that kind of pressure. And this really is useful for that. So the idea is that each of the letters represents a different level of task priority or action to take. A, as in the A, B, C, D, E, A stands for your most important tasks. These are the ones that you have to do as soon as possible, straight away. And if you don't get them done, there are going to be annoying or painful consequences, not just for others, 
but for you. Those consequences could be things like, you know, missing a deadline and letting down your manager or your client, or it could be embarrassment, or it could be flow-on impacts to other dependencies. For example, you probably really have to get those talking points to the DEPSEC today before lunchtime or to the CEO today before lunchtime. (laughs) Or you might know that you have to finish that briefing pack today so that it's really ready to go for the stakeholder workshops that you've got booked in for next week. Those are some good examples of A-level tasks that might be on your to-do list today. B is for all of the tasks that are on your to-do list that are still important, but just not as dire. So it would be great to be on top of them, but there are less lasting consequences if you don't get to them today. For example, maybe you need to debrief with a key stakeholder to get their take on yesterday's test lab, but no one is going to die in a ditch if that doesn't happen today. That's something could, it could happen tomorrow. That would be okay. You've got to get to it, but you're not going to freak out and they're not going to freak out if it doesn't happen today. C represents those tasks that are just nice to do. They're not important. They're not critical in the scheme of things. For example, perhaps you would love, love to organize a virtual coffee with someone in your network who you recently found out is working on a similar change initiative in another department or another company. Of course, it would be awesome to connect with them, but it's no biggie if you just can't make it happen this week. D stands for delegate. Now, I bet you already know delegate. These are the tasks that you can delegate to someone else. For example, perhaps you could ask a team member who's great with PowerPoint to use your bullet points and your you know, hand-scribbled notes to create a first cut of that presentation deck that you need to do up. Of course, I know that delegating tasks may not always be an option for you, but that said, I think it is always worth considering. And E stands for eliminate. Yep, these are the tasks that, well, (laughs) these are the ones that now that you've given yourself the space to think about it, you realize you don't actually need to do them at all. (laughs) These are the tasks that you can eliminate completely. It's not that you don't need to do them today or this week. It's that they just probably don't need to be done. It may be that you're able to come up with a different, more streamlined, more effective way of doing things. Maybe you could roll this into something else. Look, the tasks that you can eliminate are going to be different for each of us in every uh, situation, because obviously this is going to come down to your unique context and the traits of the organizational transformation that you're driving. So now you know what each of those letters stands for in the A, B, C, D, E, (laughs) I almost forgot E, A, B, C, D, E method. Here's how to use this system. Go grab your huge overflowing to-do list and all you need to do is write a letter next to every single task on your list. It's A-OK to have more than one of each kind of letter. So, for example, you might identify three or four A-level priority tasks that you have got to do today. That's just real life sometimes. Then there might be maybe you've got five B-level tasks a couple of C-level tasks, you know, one or two D-level tasks, and maybe you've discovered that you have got three E-level tasks, or it could be any other combination. They were just some examples. (laughs) 
Let me give you the example of what my to-do list looks like today. I've got three A's. I've got recording this podcast, which I'm doing right now, meeting with a potential client, and I've also got to send through my recommendations on how to elevate and amplify an organization's change communication strategy to a client. So they're my three A's. I've also got three B-level tasks today. I've got a lock-in times to connect with some potential candidates and new team members, and I have to write a role description for an organisational change manager that's really focused on the people side of change so that we can advertise that role. They're my B-level ones. I've got two C-level tasks. I've got to plan out the next quarter of expert speakers for our internal professional development masterclass program. That's called the Ever-Evolving Masterclass Series. And look, (laughs) I also really, really would love to book in a haircut. It's not mission critical, (laughs) but it sure be nice to lock that in today. And I've also got a number of things that I can delegate to our operations manager, graphic designer, and some other team members. And I I don't have anything that I can totally eliminate today, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, now comes the hardest, but also the most powerful step in applying this method. Starting with all of your A-level tasks, all the ones that you've identified as A's, whether that's two five, whatever number you've got, you must number each one of those A's in the order that you are going to tackle them. So what I'm saying is there can only be a single A1 and then a single A2. You can only have one A3 and so on. You cannot skip this step, I'm sorry to say. You have got to allocate a number to each one. Those numbers represent the order that you're going to complete each of your A-level tasks, okay? So I know that the idea of doing this is hell. I know it's really difficult, but you are going to be so happy that you've taken the time now, that you take a couple of minutes now, maybe at the end of the day when you're planning your next day's work or first thing in the morning, to number each of those A's and think about the order that you're going to do them in. Then once you've been through that absolute hell of forcing yourself to number and sequence each of the A-level priorities in your to-do list, the next step is to do the same for all of the B-level tasks on your list. Once you have finished allocating a number of the priority order that you're going to do things in for each of the B-level tasks, then you're going to move on to your C-level tasks and do exactly the same thing. And then guess what? You're going to do the same thing for the D-level tasks on your to-do list too. Don't worry about numbering any of the E-level tasks. Just draw a line through those babies and forget about them for the rest of the day. Those tasks don't need any more of your attention. (laughs) Once you're done, every single task on your to-do list should have a letter between A and E written down next to it and everything except those E-level tasks that you've just crossed out is going to have a number written down next to the letter that you gave it as well. This is your list of priorities for the day. When you're ready to start work for the day, the very first thing that you're going to do is shoot off some emails delegating all of those D-level tasks. You're going to try to do that in five minutes or less so that then others can get started on them. And then you're going to settle in and get to work 
on your A1 task. And now this is where the rubber really meets the road. To actually reap the benefits of all of the work that you've just done prioritizing tasks and getting crystal clear on your work plan, you must get focused, you must get disciplined and complete your A1 task before you start on whatever you identified as your A2 task or any other task on your list. I know this is really hard. You've got to be disciplined about this. The key to this whole method is to identify your priorities and then work through them one at a time in order. You don't need to second guess yourself. You've already done all of the hard thinking work. You must finish all of your A-level tasks before you get started on your B-level tasks. And you've got to complete all of them in order. It's as simple as that. For the record, of course, being disciplined like this is just not easy at all. (laughs) Especially when your day is interrupted by meetings, calls, colleagues asking you questions, you know, friends sending you memes, all that kind of stuff. Let's be real about it. But that's okay. It's important to be realistic about how much we can achieve in a single day with everything else that you've got going on. You're human and you're doing the best that you can. And look, to be completely transparent with you, I'm certainly not perfect with this. I'm human. I am not a machine. I'm just doing my best just like you are. Of course, I'm always interested, you know, in bettering my best and striving to do the best work of my career. But some days... Some days are just more productive than others. <laughs> I don't use this A, B, C, D, E method every day. Some days I fall off the wagon. But on the days that I do use this method, they are consistently way, way more productive than the ones where I don't. And I have a feeling like that's going to happen for you too. I use this in combination with the 5D framework, time blocking and making space for regular thinking time so that I can clarify, manage and make sure that I'm focusing on the most impactful tasks on any given day. I know that so many of us working in change, transformation and the communication space right now are working like crazy with ridiculous workloads, huge amounts of responsibility and balancing many competing priorities on the work and on the home fronts. It's a hell of a lot. And that's why I wanted to share the strategies and techniques that I use. I really hope that I've inspired you to give this ABCDE method a go, along with the other tools that I've shared too. Take what resonates for you and just don't worry about the rest. Before I wrap up this episode today, I wanted to quickly mention again that my intent isn't about helping you work all of the time or to just do more, more, more. That is not my goal here. And I don't think that's a desirable or sustainable way to work. Even with the bigness of everything that I bet you've got on your plate, your well-being is the most important thing. By pulling back the curtain and sharing the strategies that I've been using to manage my work, my goal is to help you make the most of your work time so that you can be as impactful as possible in the time that you have and so that you can log off feeling like you made actual headway and had a good day. It's not about working longer hours or working harder. It's just about working smarter by being as intentional as possible about what you focus on and how you expend your work effort. 
I really hope that you give this ABCD method a go this week and that it helps you feel like you had a great day. Once you've given it a go, please shoot me a message on LinkedIn over at Dr. Kate Byrne and let me know how you went. I can't wait to hear from you. I really hope that you enjoy using this method. I definitely do. So I really hope you do too. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. As always, I have loved connecting with you and I hope that you found this really useful. I'm sending you a big virtual high five for a great week ahead. Until next time, be well, and I hope that you're able to enjoy some quality offline time away from work fun. (laughs) Catch you soon. Bye for now.